Hello, Internet. This is Ewan Spence and the Insight Calling. You open, you close, you open, you close. Everyone, Eurovision. Coming up, it's the semi-final running orders, the pre-parties begin, and some cinematic plans for the contest. Yes, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are. It's been a busy week, certainly for ESC Insight, but it's been a busy week in the world of the Eurovision Song Contest as well. You can keep up to date with everything we do, escinsight.com. You can support us, patreon.com slash escinsight. And as for everything Eurovision, there's a whole bundle of sites, communities, podcasts, YouTube channels, everything out there. Hashtag Eurovision will bring you so, so much. And it's like to be just a little part of that community to talking about the contest. And of course, it's a contest where more and more people get interested as we get closer and closer to those dates. 9th and 11th of May for the semi-finals. 13th of May, Saturday's grand final in the Liverpool Arena. Those of you who are heading there, there are more events being announced, more screenings coming up through. Uh, accommodation, there's a lot of people cancelling uh, because they don't get tickets. There's a lot of people booking because they've decided that they're going to pop into one of the events in the Albert Docks, for example. Uh, but as with everything, just keep an eye on the accommodation websites. Stuff is opening up all the time. One little thing on accommodation, because there are always emails going out to people who've booked accommodation, be it hotels, B&Bs, Airbnbs, going, oh, we're double booked. We made a mistake. Could you cancel, please? Look, don't do that. Well, partly what I'm saying is speaking to the hotels and everything, please don't do that. That's a bit... Uh, but also, if you get one of these emails, don't you do the cancellation. Make them do the cancellation because when they cancel, they invariably have to pay fees to like booking.com or Expedia. They they have problems... It's not problems, but they're basically... It's looked down on if they list again and it can be seen. And you, you have no comeback when you go to booking.com going, oh, they kicked me out. Well, you cancelled it, not them. Make them cancel it, you will get much more potential support from the agents and the booking websites. As for tickets, look, same as accommodation, keep checking on that, keep an eye out for returns, they'll pop in occasionally. I don't think there's going to be a big, oh, we've got a final block of tickets on sale. I think it's just going to go in and out. So just, you know, pop into the Ticketmaster website occasionally. Now, late March, early April is kind of a calm period for Eurovision news. I mean, there's lots going on. Uh, the songs are locked in, of course. The performances are locked in because um, all the staging and everything had to be submitted at last week's head of delegation meeting. So those involved are doing a lot of rehearsing, a lot of uh, just going over things, a lot of planning. Many of the artists are going on tour around the preview parties just to build up some momentum, meet the fans, get the, get the hang of singing the song in a live environment. There's a lot going on especially if you're the BBC and you're hosting everything. Uh, but a lot of this is very much behind closed doors. It's behind the scenes. It's we're, we're working this thing through in private. We're not really going to send out a press release saying somebody stubbed their toe during the 15th rehearsal for an absolute, you know, dive across the stage like your Bruce Springsteen at the Super Bowl. 
So there's not going to be that much news compared to, like, say, a month ago. But with that said, announced this week was the running order of the two semi-final shows. Now, previously, uh, we knew uh, who was in the top half and who was in the bottom half of the Tuesday and Thursday shows. They have to know when to book their hotels. We have to do a little bit of uh, logistics and organisation. Now we know exactly where they're going to be in the running order. The producers can, you know, the producers have these people in the top and the producers decide the order for the tops and the bottom is semi-final one and semi-final two. And this is, for, for many reasons, it's to create a moment where each song can stand out be separate, be the best song it can. It's to help logistics. Like, we don't want three big props going on one after the other and then six people who are just standing in front of a microphone. It's to help the artistic presentation. So, for example, if you have an act that wants to use red lights and the act before it wants to use red lights and the act after it wants to use red lights, that doesn't help it stand out. Uh, So all of that interlocks in there as well. And, of course, there's a bit of storyline. You want the songs that are well-known to be later in the order so people stay watching the TV show longer there's a lot going on when we discussed the running order so much so that we did a separate podcast about it yes the previous podcast in our feed uh ben robertson and myself 20 minutes discussing uh the running order so um head back to the website or just scroll back your podcast feed and you'll find it there but for now here's the things to remember uh opening up semi-final one is norway finland is closing it see big number Big number, stuff in the middle, keep you watching. Semi-final two opens with Denmark, again, K-pop, big number, closing with Australia, which I suspect is going to be absolutely visually spectacular uh, with Voyager there. And while there's nothing confirmed, we have a theory that we're not getting one commercial break, we're getting two commercial breaks uh, in the competitive part of the semi-final, which creates blocks of 5-5 and 5 in semi-final one, and probably 5-5 and 6 in semi-final two head back to the chat over coffee podcast where ben and i discuss that just to go into a little bit more detail we might be soothsayers we might be wildly wrong isn't this part of the year fun right what else do we have (laughs) yes well in what can be best described as trying times for tiktok its partnership with the ebu and the eurovision song contest has been confirmed as carrying on for a second year you can expect to see live streams and performances throughout the application throughout the weeks on the ground music playlists uh, behind the scenes interviews as well as the live stream of the actual contest itself if you're up for installing the app on your personal phone then there's a solid choice of official content that's going to be going through there tiktok is also working with visit liverpool to guide people around the city uh, with local spots of heritage and interest uh, such as uh, the albert docks pete best house where they filmed this morning many, many decades ago, and I would expect the Beatles to be mentioned once or twice in there as well. More details on open-air screenings uh, across the United Kingdom. Um, Darlington's in there already, Sheffield's in there, Manchester, Plymouth and Brighton are joining the list of confirmed outdoor venues who will be screening the Eurovision Song Contest. But there's another option as well if you'd prefer a comfier seat and some popcorn. View cinemas across the UK are going to be taking part in the organised live screenings of the song contest on the grand final. Now, the chain itself has done many live events, classical music concerts, season closers of Doctor Who, comedians and stand-up shows. So this is not unknown territory. Uh, It is the first time they've done the Eurovision Song Contest, so that's why it's being widely reported as a first. But it's only a first for you. Cinema screenings have been a long tradition in the United Kingdom, in Germany, in France, around Australia, 
you know, it, it is a thing that's done, but it's nice that it's going to be stepped up a little bit more. We're told there's also going to be exclusive content from the BBC, but they might just be trailing a pilot episode for BBC Three Quiz in the half hour beforehand. We'll try and bring you more details on that one as well in the future. <laughs> Right then, as I said, lots of people rehearsing, doing stuff behind closed doors or flying out to the preview parties. So um, that's us pretty much caught up on the news. Uh, in terms of what we've been doing here at ESE Insight, well, Jukebox Jury is back. You'll have spotted that just popping up in the feed earlier this week. Seven episodes this year uh, to get through all 37 songs and deciding whether they're a hit, miss, and maybe after a fair amount of discussion if you're looking for the extended version of jukebox jury you want to head over to the podcast radio at 8 p.m uk time every saturday night you find it on your digital radio dial in the uk or you can just head to the website thepodcastradio.co.uk and stream it from there all the chat all the discussion and all of the songs as well also in the podcast feed is mentioned uh, ben and i's chat over coffee on the semi-final running order um, all of that is great listening unless you're in Barcelona, in which case you're busy this weekend because it's your preview party. Yay! 14 of this year's acts uh, at the Barcelona Eurovision party taking place this weekend, so no doubt there's going to be a flood of videos out there on YouTube. Uh, Warsaw's happening on Saturday the 1st, uh, 12 of this year's contestants appearing there. Israel calling, which we suspected was going to happen, thanks to thanks to the Irish Angel going, we're going to, we're going to Tel Aviv for the preview party. What preview party? Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, anyway, um, Tel Aviv's Israel calling is taking place on Monday, the 3rd of April. We think they're going to be a live stream there, so you'll be able to watch the whole thing yourself from the comfort of your own home if you haven't got a ticket. Um, at the moment, six acts from the 2023 contest have been confirmed. And also, we should note that it's the 50th anniversary of Israel's first Eurovision appearance, so no doubt that's going to pop up in some of the postcards as well. Uh, that's uh, Monday the 3rd. Uh, Madrid is the 7th and 8th of April. Uh, on the Friday night, there will be 14 of the Benidorm Fest performers returning to the stage, including uh, Blanca, who won and will be singing for Spain this year. Saturday night, 20 of this year's contestants confirmed so far, there might be more added, um, are going to be taken to the stage on the Saturday night. After that, you double header Amsterdam, Amster, Amsterdam, Amsterdam on the 15th, currently 20 confirmed there, and London uh, on the Sunday, the April the 16th, currently with 17 confirmed in the contest, making their way to the stage there. And of course, once all the preview parties are done, everybody catches their breath and heads to Liverpool. For this year's Eurovision Song Contest, we will be on the ground. Uh, we will switch up the coverage from weekly to twice weekly to daily as well when we get into the semi-finals and the grand final as well. There'll be lots to listen to. There'll be lots to read on the website as well. To make sure you don't miss anything, www.escinsight.com, variouscocials.com slash escinsight. Support us at Patreon. Search there for ESC Insight as well. And if you're listening to the podcast, which I think you are now, uh, if you're listening in an app, please consider giving us a star or a review. It really helps us in the search engines for people to find the podcast. And if you're listening on a website or web browser, then go find us in your favourite podcast app. There's lots of them out there, all interfacing nicely with the world of podcasting and there's Spotify as well. But for now, thank you very much for your ears for another week to all our friends out there who we know and who are still to meet. Do stay safe. Be kind to each other. I'll say to Ra for now. 
We'll be back next week. Jukebox Jury, Insight News, and whatever else we can find to talk about in the song contest. I'm sure we'll think of something. Bring in the guitars. This week's ESC Insight News podcast was hosted by Ewan Spence, written by Ewan Spence and the team at ESC Insight. URLs, ESCInsight.com, patreon.com slash ESC Insight. That'll do for now.